Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore. We'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Welcome to a no football Yellow Army podcast. No football guy. Almost football, but no football. A week when we thought we'd have two talky games to discuss, which were going to be two tough away games, uh, both postponed. One in slightly better circumstances than the other. I was going to say, Woking seem to have done it right, haven't they? Woking seem to have done uh, it right. There's some questions about how Boreham Wood called their game off. We're showing a yellow we'll card. That, We're yeah. showing a yellow card to Boreham yeah, Wood this week. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, well done Woking for for, for, for timing it right because yeah. apparently you know the team was on the coach ready to go, uh, and it was all timed for the final pitch inspection. So well done. Whereas Boreham Wood on Saturday, the team were there, the fans, the were, fans there, were there, the team had had their pre-match the sausage meal. Sausage rolls were there. <laughs> I mean, everything was there. Everything was there. Everything was there. Uh, and Boreham Wood called the game off. But there you go. These things happen. So, no football to discuss, but a massive game. Well, two massive games, because they're away at Woking is next Tuesday, isn't it? Is it? The way the game's Woking, it's been rearranged uh, for You know what? The I have missed that. So I think it only came out this morning. Yeah, so I was driving at the time. Oh, check that. Yeah. <laughs> before, we, before we come back on the other side of Gary Johnson. But um, there we go. So we chatted to, to the gaffer about the postponements, the frustrations yep. of that. Yep. And looking ahead to... I mean, he was being very diplomatic, game. but yeah. Very diplomatic. Yep. Very diplomatic. We tried to goad him into not being diplomatic, but he wasn't having any no. bit. Gary is, is a diplomat, first and foremost. Yes. Um, and we've got plenty to discuss. We've also got to chat about big games in the FA Vars, one of which went ahead rather magnificently last weekend. Yeah, you were there. And another one is to go ahead this weekend. Yeah, more and frozen pitches. Great, great things. And some unexpected acclaim for Talker United's catering. Indeed, we indeed. We'll come on to that. Yeah. But first, let's go and chat to the gaffer, and we'll be back on the other side of Gary Johnson. Well, Gaffer, normally at this press call we reflect on the previous game or two. We're unable to do that, sadly, this week. We're only left to reflect on what's been a rather frustrating seven days, hasn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, not only for us, of course. I mean, there's a, some other clubs have been in the same position. and You can't always um, uh, understand the weather or you know, rely on the weather sometimes. But... Um, Obviously, there's got to be some form of uh, process put in place that's better than the one we've got now for, for, for all of us, because there was three or four teams that were in the same boat as us. Um, so let's hope they learn from this and, uh, and try not to make it happen again. We are going to try and draw a positive out. A big game, obviously, against Maidstone at the weekend at Playmore on Saturday. You've brought in five new players uh, since the uh, New Year. Has given you a bit more time to integrate them to the rest of the squad. Do you feel they're all talky five now? Yeah, nearly. Um, you know, we we always work hard on that right from the first day. They're watching videos and we're giving them homework. You know, where we say, you know, watch this game, this game, and have a look at this player because you might be playing with him. Or you know, so we do talky five pretty quickly. And as you say, yeah, we've had that opportunity. I mean, it's only been. Whatever it's been, ten days or something since that. Like, seems like a lot longer because we've had three games uh, cancelled to versus Vulcan. Um So it seems a long time, but no, it's been okay. We've had, we've really had sort of three weeks to prepare, if you like, for Maidstone. <laughs> um, but we we don't want too much longer because you know a long time without a game. Uh, Halifax had that situation yesterday and they would feel probably that that wasn't their best performance of the season. So we've got to make sure that we, you know, we're, we're not um, slovenly um, going into this Maidstone game, which is very, very important to, to both teams. Now, since you and Alan have been at Playmore, it, it's, there's been no doubt, but a lot of analysis goes on behind the, team, the, the scenes with your, with your backroom staff. 
on the opponents you're playing. Does that make it more difficult when you're analysing one set of opponents and then it's moving on to the next fixture and then the next fixture without actually having played a game? Does that make it any more difficult at all? Um, no, we, 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 we've got a very good sort of scouting system between uh, Pete, uh, Louis and Downsy. Um, and myself, you know, we, we, we watch their games, we try and watch for, for, for patterns, we try and watch for who we think the team might be, I mean everybody does that obviously, anyway. Um, what will be beneficial to us, do we need to change our shape, change our personnel, whatever it is, but um, you know, so it could be that we slightly change our personnel this week, uh, it might be we, we keep it the same, as, but then nobody knows what the same is other than the lads themselves because we haven't we haven't played in those games so the opposition won't, won't know but um and we're, we're sort of really looking forward to a game now that's the important thing and i think uh now it's at home in a six-pointer you know, we, we sort of seem to be using that quite often um but maystone now found themselves bottom of the table and uh we've got a couple of games in hand on them but uh, we need to try and get a little bit more distance between us and uh, the teams that are just below us. But we've also got to catch up with the teams that are just above the relegation line. And, um, the boys are in good mood. You know, they've been training well, that's for sure. And uh, we, look, we look quite fit and quite talkified, as you said. It didn't seem that long ago, Gaffer, where we were talking about the, the, uh, the urge to improve the home form. But slowly but surely, Gaffer, that has been improving, as with the team's form. Three wins in the last four, I think it's only one defeat in the last 11 games at home now. And that's pleasing with this whole flurry of home games coming up, isn't it? Absolutely, because I think we're going to have four, at least, home games in the short space of time. And then uh, you don't know what other games have to be put in, just depending on what happens. But uh, we got the trophy game um, with Barnet, and then the following week, or within the week, we've got Barnet again. So the home games will be critical uh, in, the, in the next few weeks. So, you know, we, we're always, whatever happens, we're always proud of our supporters and, and the travelling that they do and all that. You know, we spoke to a lot of them at uh, Boreham Wood. Um, and we always appreciate uh, their support, none more so than now. You know, it's when you're in a little bit of adversity as far as needing to get out of trouble, um, and we're sort of gradually doing it, but don't think we get, you know, we're getting somewhere in the cups, but we, we've got to leapfrog two or three teams, and that might be, uh, that might take a, a month or so because of the points difference with it teams that are just outside the relegation. But it will be that positive, enthusiastic atmosphere that we get at Plainmore, which will be worth points to us, absolutely. And I know I've said that before, and when I have said it before, that the supporters have you know, um, adhered, adhered to it, they've understood it, and they've turned up, they've given us great support, and the boys have produced. And, uh, that's again what we need, you know, that supporters are exactly what the name suggests. They support the lads that are out there and uh, give it all they've got and, and, they, and they normally do, most absolutely do. So we appreciate that and that's what we're going to need for the next group of games, which are a lot of home games. Uh, Gary, first time we've spoken obviously since uh, two most recent signs. Just tell us a little bit more about them if you would. Um, yeah, um, they're all, you know, we, we needed to improve our numbers anyway, um, because if we're going to get, if we're going to have games cancelled, we've got to fit in three, probably four. If we do well in the trophy, it might be a few, a few more. So you need the numbers anyway, and uh, hopefully the lads are not quite fit yet, will we'll become fit. Um, so. The club has allowed us to you know, bring in a bigger squad, which is great. Um, all three of them are, are good players, otherwise you wouldn't have, wouldn't have brought them here. And uh, we'll, we'll see how they go. You know, the, to talk if I am, sometimes they have to be more in the, uh, in the team. Um, and, and I've had two or three games to understand our 
intensity, if you like, and things that we do and, and our coaching methods, you know, sometimes we might put an arm around them and sometimes we're in the face a little bit if we feel that they need to liven up and some people need to, oh, they, they might go, oh, what's that? I thought you liked me, the manager. I do like you, but I want you to liven up. <laughs> um, and, that's, and that's what we do. So all of them now have been around a couple of weeks without playing the game for us yet. And uh, we'll see whether our uh, system works with you know, the way we get them uh, to come into the club's philosophy, tactics, identification, i.e. our game. Um, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. So, but I think everybody, they've all got something about them and they'll all, they all add something to the squad. Now we all know how frustrating it is for the fans when these games are postponed to see the ball and walk yeah. How different frustrating is it for the players? Well, it's very frustrating because you you have your trip, you have your meal, pre-match meal. We have our meetings that we you know we tell them how it is and what we've got to do. And so everybody's in game mode. Um, and then you turn up and somebody says the game's off. You know, you know some boys that travelled from Torquay, uh, they had you know, five hours, six hours on the bus, uh, more than that if you count coming back. But we had a quick meeting so that we didn't, on the pitch actually, so that we didn't get too upset for too long. Um, you know, come on lads, forget the disappointment, stay bright, uh, you know, that game will be put in somewhere so we won't miss out. Um, but it is disappointing for us, but it's our job. It would be more disappointing for the supporters. And, uh, you know, we, we really felt sorry for people that have come a long way not to get their weekend fix of football. You know, we all know that. We had that this weekend uh, as well, and this week, and it's been difficult when you, you can't, you're not earning your money, if you like. You know, we're not. We don't want to nick a living, we want to earn a living and uh, we need to play football matches to do that. Um, I think Maidstone have now got three games in hand on you. Obviously the Chesterfield game is going to be moved because of the FA Trophy. Is that coming a little bit of concern now, the number of fixtures you're starting to build up? Um, yeah, it is. Um, but that's you know, why the club and ourselves have agreed you know, to bring in some extra um, resources, as it were in players and uh, it is what it is and we've got to just get on with it and look forward to every game because you know we're all in football because we love playing football watching football whatever it is so it just means that they come probably at a, uh, it can be difficult later on you know when you get to april uh, end of april when they try and leave the saturday saturday saturdays but it looks like we might have to infiltrate those saturdays with a Tuesday or so, depending on how we get on in the FA Trophy. I don't think you've come up against Maidstone too often as Talk United manager. The club as a whole has got a shocking record against Maidstone. Does that count for anything at all with bogey sides, that sort of thing? Um, not really. I mean, I was part of that shocking, uh, not shocking, but the result where we got beat at uh, when uh, Davis um, in the FA got, Cup. Yeah, broke in the FA Cup, broke his ankle. Um, to probably finish his, his career, so that was always a, a sad one. Um, a good friend of mine, Hakan Hayretten, was the manager, and now he's not the manager. Um, we, we wish the new one well, of course, after the weekend. Um, and you know, no, you don't really think about those things as to to bring you down. You just they're an opposition, and you have to go and beat. The opposition, whoever it is, and, um, past and present, you know, like past stuff you don't have in your, in your mind, it's the present that we think about. Brilliant. Thank you, Gary. No problem. Just thinking about the Warwood game one more time with the fans and the team and everybody who made the trip, it seems as if clubs kind of decide their own way of having a pitch inspection when they do it, how they do it, how they let the other club know. Is it time that was regulated? Because that would have saved you an awful lot of bother on Saturday if they inspected that pitch earlier. Yeah, I mean, uh, most clubs think 
or thought that there was a proper process in place. And um, I mean, I remember the days when a local referee would come in and you know he, he would be human and say, no, that's not safe for the players or the officials or the supporters because of the, the ice outside or inside the stadium. Um, but that doesn't seem to have been the case on, on, in that situation, so in the bottom wood situation. So we don't really know what process they went through. Um, and you know, perhaps we, you know, the National League need to find out and, and other clubs that have travelled as well to other teams on that day. Um, we, need a, we need a due process, definitely. You'd like um, to think Toby would be a bit sharper. Who? You'd like to think Torquay would be a bit sharper on that. A bit more, a bit more proactive. Oh right? yeah, well, listen. What we, what we know about our, our games is, we talk to the groundsmen. We look at the you know, we, we look at all all things regarding that game. And you know, it's um, I don't know. I think it's only happened once where a team travelled here and we had to cancel the game. I think that was cut soon ago. That was because we'd had covers down. Everything was was. Okay, and then unfortunately under the covers there was a, a frost. I can't, I can't remember what game it was. Waterlogged. Um, huh? Waterlogged. It was Waterlogged. Uh, massive gush. Oh yeah, no, that was yeah, yeah, but we had a we had a time when um, it was people travelled. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So so you can be unlucky, but it, it's a little bit down to the referee as an independent person to come to these grounds, ours and the other ground, early enough. Get to know, like a Woking game, they got to know where, what time we were leaving. And they said that they would do the inspection. We were leaving at 12, they'd do the inspection at half 11. And that's what they did. So, and they said it was unplayable and unsafe. So at least that gave everyone enough time to, um, to you know, stop. And we've all got our coats on, all ready to go. And, uh, and but at least you haven't travelled, you know. And that's so that's probably the way to go. If that's not already the process that wasn't adhered to on that previous occasion. Of, of the three new signings, of course, Nico Lawrence has had a game against Taunton, and I think everybody felt and you felt that it was a pretty impressive debut for a, a young lad. Mm. Uh, Taunton in the trophy is one thing, the, the stuff that we're going into is another. Where do you think he is in terms of uh, forcing his way into the tee, into the, into the league side? And, and he looked a, a grown-up 19-year-old, didn't he, uh, uh, against I'll Taunton? I'll let you know on Sunday. <laughs> uh, so, you know, yeah. it's, you, know we, you never know. No. But whenever you, you take on loans, you try and do enough of due diligence um, you try and make a judgment because often people that we take on loan are, are young, they've not really played for anybody's first team. Um, it's just what we feel and what the, the club that's loaning us, the player, feels as to what they do. And to be honest, we've had, and if I've said it before, if people wrote a list of all our loans that we've had since, since me and Downsy have been here, um, most of them have been very, very successful. You know, you can, and if you look at the centre-halves that have been, and somebody makes a list of the centre-halves, most of them have been successful as well. And unfortunately, we, we lost a few too soon. We'd like to have kept them for, for longer. Um, and I think he's in that category. What we know is he's a 25-year-old, he's a 19-year-old, yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's and we've seen him in training. He's a he's not a young lad in his persona or his body language, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna be a very very good player. You know, in in time, and you know, we like to think like with all the players we've we've moved on that did well for us. We helped them improve enough to get into their first teams. Uh, you know, Lucas Ness went back and. He's not looked back since. He's been playing in Charlton, Lewis. You got um, um, Connor. Yeah, you, you, I was thinking the centre centre half. Centre half, sorry. Sam Sherry. Sam Sherry. Uh, yeah, that was uh, it. Yeah. Cundy. 
Robbie Cundy, you know, they're, they're all now playing in the league regular. Um, so, and I've had centre-halves previously as well. So, when you get a centre-half, you've got to make sure he might be young, but he's a, mentally a man, you know, and that's, and that's what we've done with, with him. As we've done with uh, Jacob, Jacob Mensah, he's the same. And uh, he's a, a young fella, but he's older than his, than his years. And he's You were right, Guy. Diplomatic. Uh, yes, right. The, the Woking, yeah, the Woking game is next Tuesday. You were you were going to come right. in with diplomatic, weren't you? And I, I was. just spoiled you. Spoiled oh, well, you fire. threw me there. Yeah. For a <laughs> but uh, yeah, Woking is away next Tuesday. That's just been announced. That was announced as I was driving over to the press conference. So excuse my ignorance. So Tuesday, January the thirty-first for the away game against Woking. Yeah, Tuesday night. February the twenty-eighth for the home game against Bromley. Right. That's already been rearranged. Okay. So we uh, still Boreham two. Wood, we don't know about Boreham and Wood Chesterfield. and Chesterfield. Uh, those games are still to be sorted. And as Gary said, who knows what's going to happen after the next round of the FA. When, when are we going to put... Yeah, well, and also, and when, when are we going to put the um, the game... Are we playing this Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> Maidstone. I mean, it's getting, it's getting a bit of a well, mind blow now, isn't it? It is, it is. But uh, So let's have a little chat about the two games that have gone. Boreham Wood was called off 90 minutes before kick-off. I was just about to set 75, off. 75, apparently. Was it really? Yeah, yeah it, I know it was close. Close. So I was just Too about, close. I was just about to go out the door, um, heading for Brixham for the uh, the cup game, when suddenly it came through that the Torquay game was off. Indeed. Um, they put out a tweet the night before saying, come on down, no inspection planned. Yep. Um, and people took that at face value. Of course they did. And then... Lo and behold, on the morning of the game, it's frozen solid up there, and it was. But they don't seem to have made that too much of a priority to let fans or or anyone no. know that that there was a possibility of it being off, do they? And these are expensive trips. Tell me for about fans. It. I mean, for the for the club. if you're going on the train, you ain't going to get this no. change out of two hundred quid for two exactly. people nowadays. Are these you? are expensive trips. If you're on the train, if you go on that club transport, that's people have forked out on that. If a tank full of petrol to go yeah. up there and back. Um, I'm not very impressed. They won't care, but uh, they don't know. care. And and um, from what we can gather, it's not a happy club anyway at the moment. So no. let's say no more about that. Indeed, but we'll have to go up there Diplomatic. again sometime soon. Doing it properly, woking on Tuesday. Yeah, was postponed. Of course, we always hate woking, but yeah, well, <laughs> there was that. There was, it was always quite a friendly rivalry, wasn't it? it and was. I mean, you had the pantomime, yeah. pantomime element with with Ben. Uh, Gehring. Ben yeah. Gehring, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was quite intense for a little while, but it was... It was okay. It was okay. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't seething hatred or anything, was it? It was just a rivalry. But they, yeah. did it the, they did it the right way on Tuesday. Called it off at midday, as they said they would. Yeah. Uh, it stopped most of the fans going. See, there were a couple of pictures of Torquay fans at Woking, but whether they'd come down from London or, or whether they'd been up there anyway... If they got to Woking then, I mean, cranky. Yeah, but it was... Yeah, did it in good time. I mean, Torquay were, were due to leave at 12, according to Gary. I mean, crikey, that's cutting it fine that anyway, is isn't it? Fine. That is cutting it a little bit fine for working. Yeah. Well, you only need a break. Maybe they were cutting it fine with that in mind, but still. You only need a car to break yeah. down on the A303 or whatever. Yeah. And uh, there you go. But, uh, so it leaves us to concentrate on the, the, the big one on Saturday. Torquay at home to Maidstone. Yep. I mean, we call it... Again, Gary's just said it. We call a lot of games it's six got a, pointers. There, right, there are six pointers to law this season, and this is definitely one, especially as um, there does seem to be a little bit of a gap opening up above us, there in is. The, above the top four, yeah. which includes us. There is. Um, obviously, Maidstone went to the bottom this yeah. week as a result of them losing 3-0 at home to your favourite team, yeah. the shot. Yeah, which is a shame because... Um, a draw would have suited us there because Oldershot were starting to look like the team dropping down into the mix. Yeah, but since we've said that, since we've highlighted that, they've, they've turned it around a tiny bit. And of course, Scunthorpe beat Halifax yeah. last night, which yeah. was a bit of a surprise. Halifax have been going okay. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, we've beaten them now, and, Halli- and, and, and Scunthorpe have beaten them. I think they, they're, they're going to be looking at themselves and thinking, ouch, what's going they on here? Be because, uh, over and let's hope that confidence is all shot to pieces, and they, they could be the ones that drop. We need we need some teams Somebody to drop needs down. To drop, don't yeah. They? yeah. Otherwise, yeah. the yeah. bottom four are going to get cast. Yeah, exactly. You can't <laughs> get cast. 
before we can get out of it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a chance that we could... I think if we beat Maidstone on Saturday... I say we. This used to annoy, annoy my dad when I used to call Torquay United we. He says, you don't play for them. <laughs> but uh, we've been supporting Torquay long enough to call it we now, and this is not an unbiased podcast. Um, is this the first time this has come up on the podcast? The... the the calling the club we. I think, well, I think it, I every now and then it takes me back to conversations I think I always say we when dad. I'm talking yeah. to people. Yeah, a long time ago. My dad always my said dad. we. Well, it, it's we then. Yeah. It's we. My yeah. dad wouldn't mind. But yeah, I, I mean, we, we have to win this game. But we could be fourth from bottom. But we couldn't be fifth from bottom, I don't think. I don't think we can escape. No, we can't get out. No, that's five, I think it's five points. Is, I think it's five points. beginning to open, yeah. isn't it? yeah. So we really need to put a bit of a run together. Yeah, absolutely. It's de- desperate times. Again, although, having said that, we have seen signs of improvements in form. So, you know, it's just, just, it's just been knocked by the frozen pitches. Yeah. And, and then before that, the waterlogged pitches. And however tough it's been being a Torquay United fan this season, at least you're not a Maidstone fan. They've, no. They've lost their last eight games. They've lost their manager. Yeah, they've got Hakan Hayretin, who are yeah. obviously mate of Gary's and, and a friend of the podcast. We we like Hakan. Yeah. He's always been um, always been a good chap to chat to. Um, they're in absolute crisis, aren't they? No league win since November the 26th. They've lost all eight league games since then. If you were going to write a list of teams in the National League and say what their natural level would be, yeah, uh, Maidstone wouldn't be in the National League, would they? They'd be National South, I would have yeah. thought. Torquay would probably now be mm, controversial to say it, perhaps National League. National League. Um, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of people out there screaming at me now saying no League Two, but we haven't been in League Two for eight years or whatever it is now. And when we did get back up there, we didn't hang on in there for very long. We didn't stay there long, no. Um, So is the National League is is League Three? Let's call it League Let's Three. It sounds League better. Three yeah, is yeah. That our natural level now. And then you look at some other teams like Oldham, who won the other day, so they, they, they've moved up a bit, and Scunthorpe. Well, even though they're in the National League and really struggling, you would suggest that their natural level still, if 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 you're taking history into account, is is League Two, maybe even League One for Probably. Oldham. Yeah. Probably. Well, so it'd be interesting get... thought experiment to do that. Sit down and write write those out. Where you would think be interested be. to see the the differences between people's um, lists. Yeah, people's perceptions. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, pessimists, yeah. of course, would put Torquay in National League South. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you know the, the 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 happy clappy brigade amongst us. Yeah, we, I, I just think we've kind of found our level. I think you're right. I think we're a National League side. There'll be people who won't like you saying that. No, <laughs> but you know, can you see us? Being in the top three or four, we weren't teams. expecting to go on this deep route in this. Uh... <laughs> we we're very philosophical today, yeah. but there you go. But there's, times change, you know. In in ten years' time, things can championship be very will be the perfect championship. Level. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I did say that to to Gary once. Joked it at, at the end of a of a chat with him, and he did laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but this is a, you know, he said Yeovil have been in the championship. And he Yeovil took, took Yeovil the championship. I think he was in the championship with Bristol City. He's, yeah. he, he's got experience of that. It's just getting there, and of course. Where would you... money, the, the money element is, is a big one, isn't it? Well, well, it's not necessarily the money that you've got. It's the money that the teams around you have got yeah. that, that you can't yeah. you can't actually um, better. Especially in a league that only allows two to get promoted. Exactly. So yeah. in your mind game, where do you place Yeovil? Are they a League One, a League uh, Two? No, National League. National League. Yeah, yeah. Definitely National I League. I think only because, I mean, I, I don't know what tilts the perception, but, but they, they even when they're in the Championship... They were punching above their weight. They were punching above yeah. their weight, and I still thought of them as a conference <laughs> conference champions. That's because we went there and played them in the cup when they were non-league a few yeah, times. Yeah, um, the last, you know, when the last time Torquay beat Maidstone, we've only beaten Maidstone once in twelve encounters over the years. Which Maidstone? Because is this a new well, club? This, yeah, yeah, this was actually yeah. they are they are a new club. They're, I'm not sure if they count as being a Phoenix club. Yeah, yeah. But a Maidstone side. The last time we beat a Maidstone team was at Plainmore in December 1989. Thanks to Steve Harris for this because I found well a bit written by Steve on the internet about that on the um, the Talkie Talk uh, blog. It was 2-1 to Torquay. It was the last game of the 1980s 
Was it? And our two goals were scored by Dean Edwards and Mark Loram. Of course they were. What a, what a combination <laughs> they would be. Uh, yeah, especially out on, on a night out. <laughs> yeah. And we have played them a lot since, and we do. We never the, get the, anything the, off the, them. Uh, so um, they got into the league in a in the nineties at some point. Would that have been a cup game then? That one you were just talking about. No, I think that, that was, was the league when, season, just when was they it? got into the league because they they didn't last much more. I mean, I might. I'm struggling for facts here, but it was around a season and a half. I think mm. they lasted. Yeah, they dropped out of the league. They became the first team to to drop out of the football league halfway through a season for they eons. Did, didn't they? Eons. Yes, they did. And then uh, they, they disbanded and then and then reformed uh, as a, as a different entity, but under the same name. So is the, is the team we're playing on Saturday? Are they AFC mates? No, I think they are. Just, I, think, they I, are just... I think that was before a tr- before that was a trend. Okay. I think yeah. you could just recall. I mean, Leeds United became yeah. Leeds United when they went bust all those yeah. all those years yeah. ago, and I am talking yeah. probably a hundred years ago. That now, is but. quite. <laughs> it's quite a while ago. You yeah. threw me then. For a minute. I was trying to think back to uh, Leeds United teams of uh, years gone by. So, three talky loan signings likely to get some game time on Saturday. Yeah. The, did you did you notice Gary's little hint that I may he maybe didn't mean to make? I didn't. No, he, he, I'm not very Dave, Dave Thomas uh, asked him about uh, Nico Lawrence and, and was he ready for you know National League League games? And uh, Gary said, "Ask me on Sunday." Ah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, no, I, I did not. I, do, I, I don't think he meant to give that away, but maybe maybe that is a little bit of a hint that he might play. Nico might well because you're not going to come on as, a, as a, you might come on as a defender with five minutes to go when you're trying to tighten up the back but it's a suggestion that he might yeah. start isn't it he looked decent against mm. Taunton I mean I know it was against Taunton it was a terrible pitch and he was playing his first game for the club but he looked decent as um, as Gary's described him he's a 25 year old 19 year old well, that's I'm stealing that yeah, yeah that, that's that's what I'm going to go with <laughs> six years older than his than his, his brain six years older than his body yeah that's how does that apply to gentlemen of our age? Uh, my brain is about hundred years older than, <laughs> and my, than my body, which is already hundred years yeah, older than yeah. it should be. Doesn't really work. No, I can't. Uh, Jacob Mensah has joined us as a free agent yeah. defender. It'd be interesting to see. See, see him play before yeah, we saw yeah, him play yeah. for Weymouth against yeah. us. Uh, of course, I, I googled Jacob Mensah as soon as I sort of heard it, and I got John Mensah and. Uh, no, he's quite quite a famous footballer, and I had a moment there for a second. We, we yeah, signed a, a Ghanaian international. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not quite sure where he fits in. He's no. a free agent. You know, he's presumably he's probably on one of these prove yourself deals. These aren't these aren't world breaking signings, but they are squad enriching they signings. Are. They are. And I'm quite looking forward to seeing uh, Toppy Fadahunzi play. He's on loan from Sutton. Is it Toppy? Toppy or Topi? Tope. Ooh, it's going to be know. an interesting one. I hope, I hope the radio devon are doing their research as we speak. I'm going to wait and see yeah, what, yeah. Uh, what they say on the radio. Um, it's one of the all-time best joining interview videos, by the way. He's, um, they interviewed him last week yeah. at South Devon College, and he really comes across. He comes across as an Ali Omar-type character. Okay. Big smile on his face. Enjoy playing full of life. in Finland. Full of life. Can't wait to get started. Sounds good. Striker. Uh, yeah, as soon as he finished that interview, I thought, right, looking forward to seeing you play. Good, that's, that's, so, that's uh, good, that's yeah. good. That's going to be good. So there's a lot to look forward to um, for the Maidstone game. The third from bottom against bottom doesn't yeah. immediately sound like match of the day, but I think it's going to be a decent game. Need those points. Need those points. Pitch will be decent. It's all thawed out now. Should thaw out a bit of frost overnight. Might, I think. might be. A, about a, it. Probably needs a bit of cold on it. Because if it's if it got too wet again, it would be yeah you know it's taken a battering. So it probably yeah, it probably needs well looking out there at the moment it's beautiful, isn't it? So it is. This is the time of year when the ground staff earn the big bucks. Yeah, though, absolutely. Um, and Gary was quite quick to, to to praise his ground staff, wasn't he? Like, yeah, a couple of weeks yeah. ago. So we very touch wood. We very rarely get games called off no. to play more. We we've been lucky with ground staff over the last twenty years or so. Um, we've had very little to complain about in that respect. Talking United women, another win. Ladies. Beat Bishop Lydiard. I am. Um, you have to use the, the women to pronounce that you're not talking about the men's team. But I've stopped using. I think we've discussed this before. I've stopped using women in the title of football teams 
in yeah. the fixtures list. I, um, the FA still do it all over their FA full-time uh, results service thing, but I think those th- 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 those facts and figures are inputted by the individual clubs. But I, I don't think I, I don't think it should be Talk United Women as as a name of a club. It's just Talk United. I agree with you on that score. However, on Radio 4 this morning on the sports news when they were going through the scores they went through the scores from last night Manchester United won 3-0 at Nottingham Forest uh, and uh, elsewhere Manchester City beat so-and-so and Chelsea beat so-and-so and I, hang on a minute I didn't realise they were playing Yeah. and of course they were women's games but, but they don't say so yeah I mean what you need to do is say that it's women's games and men's games you need to do it yeah. both ways so you know men's football women's football and then just the title of the team. Now, there are exceptions to the rule when I'm doing the results pages uh, because some teams have been around so long and have the yeah. the word ingrained into their okay. title yeah. that I think yeah. they, they are an exception. And I'm thinking Playmore Ladies. Mm. I mean, you wouldn't just call them Playmore because they've always been Playmore Ladies yeah. and there is no Playmore men's team. So I think, you know, it's just one of those things. And Steve Ellsworth's got that team going well this he season, has. hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. 2-1, Bishop's Lydiard. Bishop's Lydiard. Yeah. Um, close game. Not, the, not the worst, not the hardest game in the world, but um, they're doing well. They're up and around there, aren't they? Another uh, the ex-goal. By the way, just while we're talking about women, women's football, Grant Fisher is now uh, top man at Bridgewater is United. He? Okay. He's taken up that role. Obviously, he's still in goal at um, Brixham. You would have seen him on Saturday. Yes, indeed. Um, but uh, obviously, he's the man who who took the initiative at Buckland and made them into a formidable team before uh, leaving and had a short spell at Torquay. I believe so. Yes. And he's now uh, he's now at uh, Bridgewater. And I, I I said the other the other week, didn't I? That Bridgewater got a bit of money behind them in the Western League. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and their their ladies team play at a high level, higher than Torquay. Good stuff. Oh, it's good. To, good move for him. The, the, did the he only, have a good game the other day? He did have a very good. Yeah. Didn't have much to do. We'll come to that. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. I'm jumping ahead of myself. I was just going to jump in with a, an ex goal on the move. Not much movement this uh, with the transfer window. But Seku Jane has gone on loan from Cambridge to AFC Wimbledon, where he teams up with Armani Little. How does that work? He's better than them two teams. You'd have thought so, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd have thought he'd be playing in Why the championship. Why are Cambridge loaning him out? I'm, well. I'm, I, I watch some of these players that leave Torquay and I wonder how much better they are when they're playing for Gary Johnson and if, if that's actually a thing. I think it probably is. He was brilliant the first... Uh, his second loan with us was less He successful. still scored a couple of goals. He and, did. And, he got and himself did. sent off as yeah, well, didn't he? Yeah. It was an unhappy second loan. He left the first one because of an injury. Is that right? I can't um, remember. I can't was remember. Was that O.P. Edwards? Maybe, yeah, yeah. But... I mean, good player, good goal scorer. Um, I mean, you could pick players out of the air that, that that have looked like world beaters at times for Torquay. Now, I know that this is at a, a particular level rather than in the league at Cambridge or Wimbledon, but, you know, they've looked good enough to play at that level. Yeah. And then yeah. they go and play at that level and... It doesn't work out. No. It doesn't work out. I so mean, well. you can think of... I, I, I don't want to list the names because I don't want to tar those players, but I can think of hundreds at the moment yeah. that have played for Gary and then go into the league and you, you're disappointed that they haven't moved on a bit further. Oh, yeah, and, the, and players, uh, again, players that we can mention from the last two or three seasons who've got what looked like career progression yeah. moves because yeah. they've, under Gary and Aaron, uh, they've, you know, they've developed into yeah. really good players and it's they've just fallen flat on their faces at their next clubs, which yeah. is weird. But then there are those players who work in the opposite direction, Josh Umerer being another one. He scored for Hartlepool again the other day. I know. Uh, I, I, because Torquay was off on Saturday and I, I'd kind of left it a bit too late to get over to Brixham because I was I was going to do Torquay after Buckland was called off. It was yeah. all, all a bit of a mess. And uh, so I stayed in and watched uh, Soccer Saturday, which I haven't watched for no, donkeys. And yeah. uh, Jeff Stelling was... Was was happy that Umar Umar again. I think he's doing at Torquay. There were times when he couldn't hit a cow's backside with a musical instrument. He scored one decent <laughs> goal in a cup game. I think it might have been a trophy game yeah, away. Yeah. I remember watching it, and and of course he was here during much of his time here was during the coronavirus, and so we were watching yeah. it on, on on live streams. Uh, and he scored that one decent goal, and that's all I can remember him doing. And since he's left us, he hasn't stopped, <laughs> scoring. stopped scoring. But for every one of those, as you say, there have been a dozen who I just mean, haven't. I wouldn't have kept Umara. I would have no. kept Billy Waters. 
and agree. You know, there's 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 ones that you do agree with, and ones that, and then and then you you can hold your hands up and go, well, both me and the gaffer were wrong, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's ones that you would have said maybe the gaffer was wrong on that, and I'm right, and that's you can't say that very can't often. say that very often. And before we move on to the FA Vars, an accolade for the catering at Plainmore. Yeah, hits, week, hits, hits. Which was oh, that's all over. Likes, likes, likes. Absolutely. The footy, actually, whoever wrote the piece on Devon Live slightly misunderstood the footy Scran Twitter page. Yeah. Scran just being a, a military word for food. Yeah. Um, but the burger, which was bought by somebody at Plainmore, was described as phenomenal on the footy scran sausage bacon onions burger cheese it's gone viral hasn't yeah. it you, now, the idea of food going viral sounds bad but yeah it's gone viral in an internet sense yeah i mean we're both vegetarians guy uh, and i took one, one look yeah. at that burger and uh, thought not for me not in a month for sundays and i don't actually to be honest with you even if i was eating meat i, <laughs> I, I think it was just I mean, I wouldn't want to go to the doctors after, after eating that. It's an animal too far. Yeah. For us. yeah. But second time we mention him in this podcast, Steve Harris, uh, who's one of our colleagues on the press bench, is a keen devotee of those of burgers. Of that burger. He? Yeah, he, he's, he, he's, he demolished one in front of us once. It and it was, it was And I posted a picture of it on the footy scram Twitter, yeah. but it didn't get the same response you as see, this one. Yeah. But it's luck of the draw, isn't it? The food is decent at Plainmore. The food is good. And that little... Snack bar in the corner down yeah. by where all the, um, the the yellow bricks are. Uh, they do well, and it always smells really good. Yeah. So, do you want? Do you, I've got two two for play more football related uh, stories. Yes. Uh, food stories. Go on. The first one is uh, they're both they're both uh, in the the, the the food bar at the um, the pop side. Yeah. And the first one is I once uh, emptied sugar onto my chips. Instead of salt, stupid boy. Yeah, and that was that was horrible. <laughs> and the second one was I can't remember which game it was, but it was about fifteen years ago. And I was wandering out with my cone of chips. Remember when they had the cones yeah, of chips? So I was wandering yeah. out with my cone of chips. Came up the steps there, and the ball smacked my hand, <laughs> and the chips went everywhere, and the pop site went way. Fantastic! I wish I'd seen. I that. wish I'd disappeared into the ground. I wish I'd seen that. Right, onto the FA Vars, and you'll be wondering why we've titled this week's podcast Deal or No Deal, because that... <laughs> do you like that? I do. Deal yeah. or No Deal, because Brixham will find out this weekend... Saturday, yeah. ...whether they go to Corsham or Which isn't deal, such a bad trip. ...or Deal in Kent. Which is a nasty trip, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, the, in the fifth round of the FA Vars, The last 16. They were brilliant on Saturday... Yeah. They beat Rains Park Vale, who are a good side. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. They beat Rains Park Vale 2-0. Goal in the first half by Reese Summers. Yeah. Nice finish from the edge of the box. And a goal in the second half from Sean Adderley, which was a close-range bundle over the line, yeah. which I did... Managed to get a photo of for the back. Than I love the, the photo. It's a tiny bit blurry for a back-page picture. However, it does give you the, the moment and the action. And there although there were players in it. Well, are there really there are fifteen players yeah, in that yeah. one picture, and 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 uh, I take it it's Adderley on the the far right, isn't it? it no, it's 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 the the centre back on the far right. It was one off the training ground. It was a Danny Gay's corner. Yeah, a left footed in swinging corner. Um, guy came in at the far post, headed it back across. Okay. And Adderley is on the line, basically, Just to, to, bundle um, to bundle it over. It wasn't a pretty Perfect. goal, but boy, did it get a good I, response. So I, I googled Sean Adderley just to double-check the spelling of, of his name. Now, normally when I do that, um, I would put Sean Adderley Brixham, and then it would come up, and you'd see a lot, lot of them, and you're like, yeah. okay, that's how you spell it. But I just put Sean Adderley without putting the Brixham. And the first thing that came up was a picture of him and his mum and his brother at a Torquay game. With his face painted. With his face painted. I bet he'd love when he to was see about, that picture again. I don't know, twelve. Well, yeah, like a little while ago. <laughs> no. But there you go. So, Rains Park Vale. They had one or two decent players up front, but they never really posed much of a threat to Brixham. Grant so, Fisher didn't have a save to make. Brixham defended brilliantly. Yeah. And when it mattered, they got forward and they got the goals. I was really impressed with Brixham. They've got a very good team for the level of football that they're playing at. Now, they, they, they're surely going to be playing at a higher level next season because we've talked about in the podcast, you know, the restructuring of, of non-league football means they'll, they'll probably yeah. be playing at the same level as the Bucks next season. They've got, you know, Charlie Johansson, Grant Fisher. Yeah. You've got Danny Gaze in that team. Yeah. You've got... 
Reese Summers and people like that have been around for a while now. And Kieran Parkin was he playing? I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean yeah. these are decent, good, decent good players. Yeah, they play as and I probably team. missed a handful because they've got a big squad. Yeah, they play for each other. They play as a team. Um, if it's if it's a long trip to deal, it, it, you, I can't see them being outclassed. By the, the only team. the only shame about that is you're not going to take um, you know no. too many. Uh, the, the, when uh, Buckland got to the quarterfinals and lost at Bromsgrove Sporting five, six, seven years ago, whatever it yeah. was now, and I, I went along, Buckland took 500 people. It was great. It was yeah. it was a great atmosphere. Yeah. They lost 2-0, unfortunately, but it was a great, great atmosphere. Deal is just a just yeah. a bit too far. It's a long way. Isn't yeah. it? There'll be a coach who'll go there. Yeah. But, I mean, it was a great experience. But get through that there. and then, you know, get Buckland in the in the quarterfinals. <laughs> what a game way. that would be. Just one last word on Brixham. The, the experience of Brixham is one of those things. You you and your dad will have done it at Buckland. You walked into the clubhouse before the game. I went with my mate Steve. And you find yourself standing in a group of 20 people all of whom you know and all of whom know each other. Yeah. It's that kind of football experience that people who run the Premier League yeah. never understand. Never understand it and and probably never get to experience much no. to their uh, their shame because they should be exactly. should be experiencing exactly. those kind of things as well to just get the yin and the yang of it. But um But it it, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And, 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 and it will be great and, and and you know Torquay playing at home on Saturday so so uh, I won't be going to Buckland, but um, let's talk about that game a little bit. Yeah, so Buckland against Ascot. That's, but that's what you get at Buckland as well. I yeah, mean, that's, that's yeah. Right. It's, oh, it's a great yeah. place to watch yeah. football. Yeah. Buckland, love Buckland. Um, they're at the same stage in the FA Vars as Brixham were last week. Yeah, there was a nasty little rumor running around last week that because they'd had two postponements, they'd have to go and play at Ascot. It will. Ha- it will happen if it's postponed again. It's free. Is that it's, it's three? Three. Is okay. Um, yeah. It, they, they, I mean, even the yeah. well, even the manager didn't know. To be honest, when when I spoke to him, so yeah. So, but it, I mean, the, you can't see unless there's a deluge between now and the weekend, which isn't in the forecast. I mean, odd, odd, oddly, uh, see, we're going back to um, are referees judging pitches more harsher than they have been in the past? Because Buckland did tweet before their midweek game against. Um, uh, it would have been the Les Phillips Cup, which Timber, is the, it? it was Timber. Yeah. Uh, it was the Devon County, the, the, yeah. uh, uh, Devon Bowl. Yeah. Um, they did tweet that they thought the game would be on, but there's going to be a, a match, yeah. in, a pitch inspection, and a, it was off. I wonder if if referees are. Tr- I think well, that's and it, and how much of it now is about the area around the pitch and and fan safety rather than just players' safety. I think there's a lot of that. I remember Torquay had a game called off once because a tree had fallen down in Marnham Road. Right, and it, um, I'd come okay. down across the back of the old oh, pop side, okay. yeah. and the game was called off because there was a safety issue for the yeah. fans over there. And I think people are more. I mean, you and I have both played on pitches that were like parade grounds, and we've, and like we've, concrete pitches. Um, yeah, and also we've we've played and got, in, and in got bogs. Hurt. Yeah, and, and you, if you play in a bog, you damage the pitch. You don't yeah. damage. It. If you play on a frozen pitch, you could injure yourself quite Yeah, but badly. when we were kids, Guy, or when I was a kid, I should say, that makes you yeah. sound old, <laughs> 100 years older than me, but when I was a kid, I used to have to play on that plastic pitch at Audley Park, which was... Oh, that was horrible. Which was like a layer of concrete with a rubber padded... Yeah, yeah. You know, thinnest of, of all, rubber rubber padded sheet over the top of it, and, and you're expected to quite happily play on that and go home with... Scuffs and scrapes. Scuffs and, and scrapes and all yeah. sorts, yeah. But, yeah, maybe. I think probably times have changed. But, again, yeah. there are ways and means of doing it. You know, when when you say the words times have changed, you know that you're old, you don't you? Old. <laughs> yeah. The times they are changing. But, uh, yeah, so Buckland Ascot. Come on, Grandad. <laughs> uh, Buckland got every chance in that, haven't they? You know, they uh, absolutely. Ascot, Ascot well, a decent side, but Buckland are a very good side. Rains Park and Ascot. Uh, our, Rains Park were in the combined or are in the combined counties league south premier okay. and yes. Ascot are in the north premier yeah um, very very similar seasons Isn't Ascot slightly south of Rains Park I'm not sure I, I, I think geographically it's, it's just it's just it's how many teams the same, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um so they've had very very similar similar seasons so if yeah. Brixham can go and go and do a job on Rains Park like that then and Buckland you know Decent side. 
decent side. And the reward for whoever wins that one is an away tie against either Erith or Bridgewater. Yeah, no Erith or no, uh, yeah. Erith or no Erith. Yeah, see, yeah, mess that up. Yeah, it didn't, not so good. But Bridgewater Buckner, that'd be a good game. Yeah, that'd happens. be great. Yeah, yeah. Let's wait and see. So there's, we, for a podcast that had no football to talk about at the beginning... We've probably ram- rambled on for, we've for rambled hours. We've on for yeah, an yeah. awful long time. Um, we'll be at Plainmore on Saturday. We will be. Come and say hello. Well, will we? <laughs> yeah, we, will. <laughs> we will. If we if we can squeeze a space on the press bench, we will deal with press box etiquette. Etiquette on at another some occasion. Point. This is yeah. this, we're getting a bit prickly about I'm this. I'm still we? saving up my ire <laughs> for the guy from Yeovil. The guy from the the the, the, the three benches guy from Yeovil. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Um, you, you knew. Yeah. No. no it was, I, 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 there was a there was a three benches guy from somewhere else before that, which which. Uh, they do spread these radio chaps do spread out yeah there's been been a situation uh, there's been a situation where some leads have been moved or attached so they can't be moved and now um, the radio has to come closer to us and we don't like it we don't like it they're encroaching you wait till Wrexham last game of the season yeah if anything (laughs) I'm going up the night before and camping if anything hinges on that there'll be 200 press there yeah all trying to sit in our in my seat. Uh, I'm watching it on telly, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We've taken up quite enough of your time. Um, uh, do you know what we haven't said? Go on. We haven't said put a guinea on it. Put a guinea. I, do you know what? I put a guinea on Torquay on Saturday and I put another guinea on Torquay on Tuesday and I got both guineas back. Yay! So there you go. Result. They're not bad hearts. Pop a guinea. Yeah. I'd certainly be popping a guinea on Torquay against Maidstone on well, Saturday. Well, yeah. Good. I might just do um, that. I might do the same. Should we finish as we always do? Let's do it. Come Come on, on, you yellows. Come on, you yellows. Flying high below the Wembley archway skies today. Come on, you yellows.